0: Hey guys, welcome to the Music is Win podcast studio tour, brought to you by Audioblocks, the sponsor of the show and longtime friends of mine. Without them, the Music is Win podcast wouldn't exist. I have a couple different deals going on with Audioblocks depending on when you are consuming this podcast, so make sure to check the show notes for a link to audioblocks.com slash musiciswin audioblocks contains a massive library of over 100,000 studio quality sounds, clips, and tracks all royalty-free, all for you. Check out audioblocks.com slash musiciswin. That's audioblocks A-U-D-I-O-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash musiciswin for all your source audio needs. Now Let's get to the tour, shall we? This is obviously going to be a little bit more engaging if you watch the Music Is Wind podcast on YouTube, but I am gonna be doing my best to explain the various pieces and things in the room to those of you who may be listening on iTunes, so fear not if that is the case. Without further ado, let's get started with the Music Is Wind podcast studio tour. I've gotten a lot of comments from you guys asking about different pieces in the room and what the story is behind them. So I figured I would dedicate an entire episode to answering all the questions. It's kind of a great way to start out the new year. It's January 1st, 2018, by the way. It'll be a nice little trip down memory lane for me and maybe help you get to know a little bit about where I've come from. So we'll start right here with a very familiar position that you may be seeing me in, if you're listening. This is where I always sit during the Music is Wind podcast right across from my lovely wife Bethany. We haven't had any guests in the studio yet, but I'm sure that's going to change. Let me tell you about some of the gear I got going on here. First of all, this microphone arm is completely awesome. It's adjustable as you can see. I can move it anywhere. It just sticks right where it is. And this is made by Rode along with this microphone, the Rode Podcaster microphone. All the cables hooked up are from hosa technology and this is an awesome way to do a podcast i've tried podcasting before with like a mic stand and an sm57 trust me if you ever want to get into any sort of broadcasting career or create your own podcast definitely be familiar with a diaphragm mic such as the rode podcaster and this arm just makes me feel so fancy as far as headphones go i've got some Audio-Technica ATH-M30X headphones. Bethany and I both wear these. These were recommended to me by one of my friends at Guitar Center actually, and they have done the job that I need them to do. Some people are like, why are they wearing headphones? All they're doing is talking. Uh, There's some kind of aesthetic thing, at least for myself when it comes to talking into a microphone and having to edit yourself and all this stuff. If you know what you sound like when you are on a microphone, hence the headphones, then it'll be a little bit easier to be more natural on the microphone. So that's why I wear headphones during the podcast, but I don't think you have to. As you can see here, I have some cool RGBW lights that go underneath my podcast table. As you can see, as you can see, I have it set to the music is Win orange color, but I can change very simply the color just by clicking any one of these buttons. We got some red. We got some blue. Here's a little green. How about purple? I'm kind of uh, obsessed with aesthetics, in case you haven't noticed in all my videos, I try and have a cool, fun background for you guys to enjoy while I'm doing whatever it is I do in my videos. And these lights are testament to that truth. Right here I've got my little mixer. It's a Yamaha MG10XU. I did a lot of research based on what I was looking for and what kind of show I wanted to put on, all the requirements I would have to meet, and this mixer met all the check marks. And if you're interested, I'm using a headphone amp so Bethany and I can both have nice crispy audio in our ears with our own volume controls, and that is made by Sterling. It's a s one zero four H a (laughs) A very catchy name there from the folks at Sterling nice little headphone amp now I get a lot of questions about all the CD jewel case covers that are sprinkled along the wall of the podcast studio I'll start at the beginning and just kind of go a quick rapid-fire around what is here we have first Martin Scorsese presents Jimi Hendrix blues the title of that album is Blues and I highly recommend you check it out kind of one of his more obscure albums in his catalog. Moving on here we have Ozzy Greatest Hits, Ozzy Osbourne. That album was pivotal in my youth. I would listen to some of the live recordings when Randy Rhodes would be playing an epic guitar solo maybe from Mr. Crowley. I would listen to that solo over and over again just imagine myself playing it live next we have cake comfort eagle one of my favorite cake albums there are very few albums that I love every single song and that album is an example of that being so moving along here we have Nirvana's live album from the muddy banks of the wishka and this is one of the first albums I actually ever owned so I'm very happy to Display it in the studio here moving along. We have Guns N' Roses the spaghetti incident I've always been a big fan of pasta So I liked this album cover right away and obviously has some excellent songs on there as We move through we have one of the most influential Albums of my guitar life Eric Johnson's avia music Com. when I heard Cliffs of Dover that was it for me Moving along here, we have Audio Slave Out of Exile, Chris Cornell, Tom Morello, two of my absolute favorite musicians, and that is one of my favorite Audio Slave albums. We may get to another one here in a minute. Moving on, what I told Glenn Fricker was my favorite album of all time. It's certainly one of them, Joe Satriani, Surfing with the Alien. Again, just like the Cake album, every single song on this album is a definite must listen for me, and obviously Satch is my favorite living guitar player, so proud to represent him on the wall. One of my other favorite guitar players, Uh, unfortunately no longer with us, but his impact remains irrefutable. This is Experience Hendrix, the Hendrix compilation album of his greatest hits. I'm sure you've heard all of them. On to the next album, we have Velvet Revolver. This was their first album, Contraband, and I think Slither, every single kid in high school learned that riff. That was like a challenging but also very epic guitar riff to play when you got it right. So that was a great album for me and my youth. Moving along, we have Rage Against the Machine live at the Grand Olympic Auditorium. This is one of my favorite live albums of all time, and Rage is one of my favorite bands, so it really makes sense to have that artwork displayed. Next in line is Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Once again, a highly listenable album. Easily in my top 10 favorite albums of all time. Here we have The Ultra Zone by Steve Vai. Probably the coolest album artwork on the wall here in the studio. He's playing like this, uh, it looks like a fish but it's a a bone of a fish. If a fish had one bone in its body and it was from Venus, that's what it would look like. And Steve Vai also looks like some sort of otherworldly creature. And the guitar playing reflects that insane artwork. Here we have ACDC Live, another very pivotal album in my youth that I would just listen to over and over and just envision myself on stage as Angus Young. I think we've all done that next we have an underrated album in my opinion five by lenny kravitz when i heard fly away that was kind of how i found this album but a lot of the songs on here are very r b this is one of the most influential albums from the r b and soul genre that i've taken and really black velveteen i think might be my favorite song on that album so check that out moving across to the other side we have audio slaves first album, I think it's actually just called Audio Slave. I remember playing Show Me How to Live in my friend's garage. It was just me on guitar and him on drums. We were about 14 years old or 15 years old, and it was probably the most fun I've ever had playing music. It really helped me fall in love with playing guitar. The White Stripes is next on our list, and I couldn't actually tell you the name of this album. Let me look to make sure I have it right. Oh, you know what? It's actually called The White Stripes. It's a self-titled album. I just wanted to make sure I thought that's what it was, but I believe that was released in 2009. Definitely one of their more underrated albums. I think you probably think Seven Nation Army or something like that when you think of The White Stripes, but Jack White is seriously one of the coolest performers, and I really love Meg White's drums on the White Stripes albums. Moving along, we have Apocalyptica, which is a four-piece cello band that, in this case, covers Metallica songs. So it's called Plays Metallica by Four Cellos. Absolutely a must-listen if you are a Metallica fan. Next, we have Stone Temple Pilots. It's the classic album art with the sunflowers on the front, and it's called Thank you. It's got Vaseline, Plush, all the Stone Temple Pilots classics that you would think of. It is seriously a heavy hitter when it comes to albums. Next, we have Steve Vai, Passion in Warfare. Not the re-released version with the new songs on it that just came out a year or two ago, but this is the original. This was the when I heard For the Love of God for the first time. It was on this album, obviously, and well, that changed my life like it's changed many guitar players' lives. Moving through here, we have Extreme 2, Pornograffiti. So, this is seriously an album you need to listen to if you've never heard of Extreme. Nuno Bedancourt is the guitar player, and he has been on G4. He's highly respected in the guitar community, and I think he needs to be talked about more in my opinion moving along here we have eve six self-titled album it's the one with the fly on the cover it's got inside out on it inside out one of my favorite pop guitar riffs or just guitar riffs in general of all time moving along we have sugar ray floored and no this is not the pop uh pop band sugar ray that you may be used to this is like a metal version i don't know if this was their first album it could have been but It is a completely different Sugar Ray than you may think of when you hear the two words Sugar Ray. Seriously awesome album. Moving here, we have another repeat candidate, Cake, Prolonging the Magic. Another album that really helped reinforce my appreciation for music. Not everything I listen to is shred guitar, guys. Uh, This is a seriously epic album and really just the way his vocals reflect against the music is something that's always made Cake stand out to me. Love that album. Here we have one of the all-time classics, ACDC Highway to Hell, one of the coolest uh, band shots right there ever, I think. This is with, obviously, Bon Scott ripping the vocals and when the boys were really getting the hang of this rock and roll thing. Obviously, a 100% must listen if you've never even heard the entire album the whole way through, which not a lot of people tend to do that. Moving on here, we have The Black Keys, The Big Come Up. Now, The Black Keys were, right when I heard them, I was like, this band is gonna be huge. <laughs> and this is their first album. It was just kinda like the White Stripes in the, the duo approach to raunchy rock and roll guitar music but the way that they work together as musicians has always been something that inspires me. Awesome, awesome album. Another repeat artist, Lenny Kravitz, Are You Gonna Go My Way. The title of this album is the coolest song on the album. One of those albums that really made me want to play the guitar. Thanks, Lenny. Rounding things out here, we have the Datsuns, kind of a dark horse album uh, based on all the other bands that I have up here. But this was a album I listened to in high school My brother, I think, was the one who showed it to me, and really just the songs. I love the songs on this. I can't really say anything more than that. It's just a great-sounding album, and the songs really resonate with me. So that is the albums, every one of them in the studio. I'm glad I could shed some light on that in case you were always wondering what was in the background. So, guys, quick little break to talk about the sponsor of the Music Is Win podcast. That's Audioblocks. Again, depending on when you are consuming this podcast, there are a variety of deals, whether that's a seven day free subscription or an entire bundle of audio video and high quality images for one low price. Either way, you can find the deal linked down in the description below. Audioblocks, which is under the parent company Storyblocks and also Videoblocks, they contain the highest quality, studio quality, awesome quality clips, images and high resolution video all for you all royalty free all you have to do is go to audioblocks.com music is win that's audioblocks a-u-d-i-o-b-l-o-c-k-s.com slash music is win and now let's get back to the music is win podcast studio tour now taking a look at some of the stuff on the walls we have a clock i don't think you've ever seen this clock because it's never really in the camera view it's a big Red clock. That was uh, nothing special behind that, actually, just a wedding gift from probably Amazon. Uh, As we move through here, we have some of my favorite bands ever represented. We have Grizzly Bear, which is probably my favorite group of songwriters I've ever had the pleasure to listen to. Moving up here, we have Mr. Jimmy Page playing his Martin guitar, apparently. It's got Martin there in the corner. And here we have all my NAM badges, me and Bethany, I put them all here. And there's a couple other events uh, where I've had to have badges, and they are all on display right here. And I'm gonna be adding a couple more when we go to NAM this year for 2018 Winter NAM. All those badges are hanging off of this any gig guitar, which is one of my earlier sponsored videos, I guess you could call it. And this is actually a really great guitar, but it also makes a very nice wall ornament and in the strings here I've got a lot a lot of questions about this there is a dollar kind of woven between the strings on this any gig guitar that's actually a dollar that Paul Reed Smith gave to me when I was doing an interview with him at NAMM 2017 in Anaheim and I said something along the lines of you should pay me for that lesson that I just gave you and well he gave me a dollar Up above here, another cool little uh, PRS-flavored wall ornament. This is a Christmas card that I got when I first started uh, having a relationship with PRS, and they sent me a nice little Christmas card. It's got the entire staff uh, signed it, including the man, PRS himself, right there in the middle. Really cool little memento. Down below, we have Wilco, another amazing band. Probably the best live band I've ever seen either Wilco or grizzly bear one of those two these are amazing musicians Nels Klein is an animal moving forward here you'll recognize both of these guitars hanging up here on the wall I have my red PRS custom 24 Floyd Um, hanging above that is my natural satin Fender Stratocaster American special both of these guitars are absolute gems and you know Coming back to the aesthetic thing, I like to hang these guitars up for the podcast studio just because it looks more like a guitar podcast that way, doesn't it? Moving forward here, we have a couple classic pictures. This is Jimmy Page and John Bonham doing some sort of mandolin-tambourine uh, combo. Looks pretty awesome. I wish I was there. Uh, this is Paul McCartney down here hanging on the wall playing some piano, looking like uh, He just heard a nice light-hearted joke and uh, he's just going, ha ha ha, I'm Paul McCartney. Let me just uh, write some more amazing music. Moving forward, we have a few guitar pedals and really, it's coming back to the aesthetic thing. It looks cool to have a bunch of guitar pedals in the background. These are kind of changing out based on what video I'm making. Uh, I might need to grab one of these and replace it, but I like to have a nice display of guitar pedals always on this little shelf here to add to the allure of the podcast up above here we have a big old portrait canvas thing of a king of clubs and we have some guitar kings surrounding it that in the bottom right corner is an autographed jeff loomis picture he signed that for me at the nam show last year to the top right, we have Tommy Emmanuel, probably the best acoustic guitar player I've ever heard. In the bottom left, we have the guy that I like to talk about and try to play like sometimes, Jimi Hendrix. And top left, we have a trio of guitar kings, Joe Satriani, Guthrie Govan, and Tosin Abassi. Over here, we have a cool little setup that I've recently incorporated into the podcast so I can play guitar when I need to on the podcast. Got a little 58 microphone, mic'd up the uh, PV Classic 30 right there, an awesome little amp that I got at Island Music Company back in the 2016 timeframe. And this guitar right here, I also got there. This is the PRS S2 Custom 24 in whale blue. These lights here, that's Steve Vai, a little picture of Steve Vai down Underneath the lamp that lights the back corner of the podcast studio. On top here, we have an axe handler, my signature Music is Win axe handler, and it's on top of Tools of Titans, which is an awesome book by one of my favorite people in the world, Tim Ferriss. Highly recommend if you're trying to get motivated and do something awesome with your life. You need to uh, consume everything that Tim Ferriss puts out there because he's great. Up on the mantle here, we have some Halloween candles. If you remember the Halloween podcast, those are the candles we used. This is a picture of Mike, the founder of Electro Harmonics. Another cool little message, uh, signed message, uh, on a picture from him that Bethany and I got at Summer Nam. Moving over here, we've got, it's a beautiful little engagement picture. Me and Bethany kissing each other on a bench. Isn't that lovely? I don't think you guys have ever seen that. It's a little too small to pick up on the camera uh, from the angles we use. Hiding back there is the little $1 guitar, a very popular video that myself and a few other YouTubers kind of all did our own iteration of. Apparently, you guys like hearing $1 guitars. Who knew? Uh, Moving over to the other lamp, we have a couple more books I can tell you about very quickly. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Bleep that's the f word we're keeping this clean though (laughs) we have the effective executive and the lean startup those are three books i would highly recommend to anybody who's kind of trying to figure out the business world for themselves and doesn't have the uh, opportunity to go to college a lot that you can learn is actually contained in books that you can just buy at barnes and noble here, we got Jimi Hendrix hanging out down there in the bottom of the lamp. A nice little picture of him ripping some awesome solo, I'm sure. On the ground here, we have the skull from the Music Is When Halloween podcast special. Who could forget that? Moving over to this side, this is an Orangewood acoustic guitar. This is actually only a $200 guitar. I'm going to be making a video about how to make a $200 guitar sound like a two thousand dollar guitar so depending on when you're watching this that video may have already been released but i've already played it It sounds great can't wait to use it moving over here we have my viola bass a la paul mccartney an epiphone viola bass really the coolest bass sound and especially since i'm a guitar player this thing kind of plays like a guitar it's got a real thin neck and i love the way it sounds Hidden on the wall here, some more little gems I'm sure you haven't really been able to see in the podcast. We have a Kaiser Music Is Win edition capo and a Thalia Music Is Win capo. I just recently gave a bunch of these away uh, in my uh, holiday giveaway. So this is uh, definitely the best capo I've ever used. And I like the Kaiser one too, but this one just looks so nice. Uh, we have a Webster's rhyming dictionary because why not (laughs) on top of that, we have a tambourine that I bought in Venice, Italy when I was looking for a guitar store. So you should go on my channel. If you haven't seen searching for a new guitar in Italy is the title of that video. And I ended up finding a great guitar, but only being able to take back this tambourine over here on the left. We have a mini Marshall, uh, kind of electronic amp turns on as you can see there and uh, yeah nice little pocket guitar amp for uh, funny videos or you know if you want to go out into the street I guess you could use that speaking of small amps we have the jam jar up here this is actually a guitar amplifier that is built in a jam jar that's uh, pretty self-explanatory I think sounds pretty cool up above here we have a GoPro Hero 4 this is actually broken, but it's a cool little ornament. I didn't want to throw it away. I broke it when I was smashing a guitar in a video that's called How to Smash a Guitar. And uh, well, looks like I succeeded in breaking both a guitar and a GoPro. So there you have it, my friends. The Music is Wind studio revealed. I hope this was a fun little behind the scenes kind of episode. I know it's not a typical podcast, and It would probably be better if you watched it than listened to it, but I hope my descriptions put a little imagery in your mind and uh, helped you get through whatever you were doing, whether you were driving to work or running or whatever. But I just want to say thank you so much for watching and supporting Music Is Win. I cannot wait for this new year to get underway. I have a lot of exciting plans that I will share with you in due time. But until then, keep shredding.